I'm Damien Fowler. Welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. My co-host, Eilis Liffring, is away. This week, I sit down with Arian Dyke, the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer for Booking.com. Since it was founded in 1996 in Amsterdam, Booking.com has grown from a small Dutch startup to one of the world's leading digital travel companies. The company's stated mission is to make it easier for everyone to experience the world. Booking.com is a truly global company, available in 45 languages and with more than 28 million accommodation listings. Arian joined the company in 2019 and oversees marketing efforts worldwide. As such, he's responsible for all initiatives across the marketing funnel, from brand, social, performance and innovation. We started by talking about this omnichannel approach. The role of marketing is to accelerate momentum. And so you have to be very, very, very thoughtful where you invest and when you invest, because if there is no momentum in the market, it doesn't really make sense to really spend a lot of money and, and convincing people to, to spend money. We look at more than 200 countries in the, in the world and we're really looking like, okay, what's going on in that country? Are we really sure we should weigh in or not? And especially during the pandemic, you can imagine this was kind of a daily uh, monitoring eh? because things moved very rapidly and you had, you had to deal with lockdowns and then suddenly demand would drop uh, completely. And Booking.com with my team, we've been able to manage through that in a very flexible mindset. And I think that flexible mindset is still helping us right now because we're really looking very carefully like, oh, does this work? Oh, yes, it works. Let's invest a bit more, invest a bit more. Okay, now it's enough. Now we go into other channels. And I talk a lot about the role of different channels. So I personally always hate the difference between brand marketing, performance marketing. Uh, one of the key things when I started at the company almost five years ago is that, that we would report separately on our performance marketing spend versus brand marketing spend. I'm like, you know what? Let's not do that anymore. Uh, it's the same money. It should perform. And clearly, when you work in what we call low intent channels, you have different objectives. Uh, so low intent our channels like PR, social media, general TV advertising, all those kind of good things, but they drive awareness and consideration. They don't necessarily drive an immediate booking, where we also work in other channels where it's more about immediate booking. It's very interesting to hear you talk about looking at that data from all these different markets you're in. I mean, how do you stay on top of that? It sounds quite strategic and quite data-driven. We are very data-driven. I do think that anyone in marketing nowadays needs to be data-driven. And, you know, you can imagine that I have a, a big marketing team, but I can assure you that probably 30% of them are kind of hardcore data scientists. And these are people who are day in, day out, will look at effectiveness of our campaigns and then report back and say, hey, we expected actually this to happen, but it didn't. And sometimes results are very intuitive and sometimes results are not very intuitive. And I think being honest about that is very important. In 2023, we had a little bit of a resurgence of optimism in the economy after 2022. And it seems that business travel is back in popularity. The summer of 2023 saw record numbers, even from even before the pandemic. I'm wondering, from your perspective, how has Booking.com experienced this post-pandemic travel surge? And is that predicted to continue? Yeah, so one of the great learnings, I think, from the pandemic is that people have just this amazing desire to travel. That's exactly what it is about. No? Like 
each of us, you know, you probably will agree is that when it's holiday time, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm, I'm going away in a different environment. I'm experiencing different food, different people, uh, different weather, et cetera, et cetera. So the pandemic was a huge confirmation of travel just being an enormous part of people's life and of all the things that you experience in your, in your life. Supposedly only 12% you actively remember. Uh, so uh, from everything that you experience in your life. And the reality is that probably those trips you've made, those special trips, that wonderful weekend to Paris or that amazing time in, in Wyoming, those are the things that you remember. And I think travel plays really a, a big role. You could argue that the experiences almost are more valued than material uh, possessions uh, because what is better than a, a wonderful experience? So that was a huge confirmation of what we probably intrinsically already knew. But you see that especially after the pandemic, there was a thing uh, called revenge travel. You might remember that term. Had that people were like, you know what, I don't care. I'm getting out of here. I'm curious to get your perspective on how you're using that data we've just talked about and tech, you know, to personalize that user experience and, and the way you kind of focus on the different types of travelers within your marketing efforts. What we try to do is make it easy for people to book uh, with us, but then also book again. And we have a program called a Genius Program that really makes it more interesting also for the more casual traveler to book with us. You know, when you stay with us a little bit more, you go up a level and there are actually three levels that you can, uh, can achieve. And that means you can get a little bit more benefit. I do think that the mindset around business travel has changed significantly after the pandemic. I look at myself before the pandemic, I would jump in a plane for a meeting of two, three hours. Now I probably will say, can I do this on a Zoom call? From the U.S. perspective, I know you're the official partner of the Major League Baseball League here. And um, latest campaign features Ken Griffey Jr. And last year, the brand Somewhere Anywhere campaign featured Melissa McCarthy, which debuted during the Super Bowl, which, of course, is nearly already sold out for 2024. I'm wondering, you know, how does Booking.com pair sports lovers with what your overall strategy is? What do you, how do you think about that? I do think as a brand, it's incredibly important that you're part of the zeitgeist. Uh, and if you look at where people are spending their time and where their passions lie, sports play a huge role. I think the top 10, you know, most viewed television programs will all be sports. That's kind of the reality of today. Uh, so that, that if you want to reach a mass audience that is engaged in an area that is very much in the zeitgeist, you cannot ignore sports anymore. Mass reach has become actually quite, quite difficult. And we really believe by being part of tournaments where people are really passionate about their sports, we really show up well. The key aim in the US is also that people know us as uh, a brand that's very good for outbound travel. Yeah? So if you want to travel outside of the US, but we also want to really reiterate, hey, we're a brand that is also fantastic for domestic travel. And we have a little tagline that, is, that says, hey, where, where there's baseball, there's booking.com. And then I guess, you know, you align with different sports in different markets. Obviously, Europe must be, we have to say the word soccer, but Europe is soccer, right? Yeah, so uh, we're proud sponsors and we have been of UEFA, which is a big deal, you know, life stops in Europe. Uh, so when, when the major games are on, you know, you can probably uh, skate on, on, on a highway because, you know, there is no traffic. But we also have done ICC cricket, which 
if you're not into cricket, you're like, what is this? But I can assure you there are more than a billion people who passionately care about uh, cricket, especially in India, Australia, uh, South Africa, uh, the UK. Uh, so those are markets where cricket is immensely popular. We also were proud sponsors of the FIFA Women's World Cup. So I, I was very happy with that because you see also that that sport is really increasing so dramatically and wonderful to be part of that. And you mentioned how sports are being fragmented across streaming platforms. Does that complicate your efforts when it comes to marketing or do you just have to be more tuned into that omni-channel approach that we were talking about? We really care also about the kind of communal moments. Yeah? So what are the times that you're sitting with your friends or family and you're watching together? And when you show up in those moments, we think it's really powerful. The strategy of showing up in more individual channels is more kind of a one-on-one -on -one approach uh, where you're on your phone or you're on your computer or you're on your iPad watching something that interests specifically you. But being part of those kind of communal moments, we really care about that. Booking.com is owned by Booking Holdings, which owns a host of other uh, websites, including Priceline.com, Agoda.com, Kayak, Cheap Flights, Rental Cars, and Open Table, amongst others. I'm wondering, you know, what's the synergy like between the companies when it comes to marketing? Is, is the same data applied across all brands? We operate quite independently and that's on purpose. I'm a, I'm a strong believer in kind of healthy competition. And so, so really keeping each other honest, being very focused on our very specific segments of the market. And with Agoda and Priceline, we're addressing a more specific price conscious segment in the market. Booking.com is a little bit more for everyone. Kayak is clearly in a very specific industry and the same for Open Table. We meet every month. So I meet with the heads of marketing of, of every brand once a month and we really talk through our marketing strategies and really, of course, try to learn from each other. Are there any specific challenges or obstacles you've encountered when it comes to implementing this omni-channel strategy? What, what are your kind of main challenges? We have a slightly different model probably than most companies is that uh, we have very strong relationships with a couple of key ad platforms and we do that direct. Huh? So we don't really have an intermediary. We don't have an agency. So we work directly with Meta, Facebook, Instagram. We work directly with YouTube and, and, and Google. And that approach has, in my perspective, big advantages. It also has clearly disadvantages that you have to staff up and you have to really understand you know, how things work and you need to be able to manage the technology. Booking.com operates in over 208 countries. And, you know, you're talking about strategies across all those different languages, cultures, regional preferences, and presumably, you know, economies are different as well in different parts of the world. How do you sort of manage all of that? The key thing to, to realize is that there's also a lot of commonality. And so, so you shouldn't underestimate that wherever you are in the world, we're kind of all human beings and we kind of all do the same things. And the joke I often make is that if you think of a romantic dinner, so imagine you are in Japan or you're in Colombia or you're in North America. A romantic dinner is a romantic dinner. It generally involves two people. It generally involves some nice food and, and drinks. And it generally involves a nice table with people seated uh, there. It generally doesn't involve loud music. It has kind of soft music. You could argue that, of course, a romantic dinner in Japan is very different to Colombia, but there are also lots of commonalities. And what we are trying to do is really focus on the kind of commonalities that were set up 
in our campaigns in the right way from a measurement point of view, from a data point of view, from the way we go to market. And then suddenly we're, we're actually very effective in tailoring our language and messages to someone in Japan versus Colombia. But the fundamentals are intrinsically the same. One key thing I really care about is truth-telling, that as a brand, you tell the truth about yourself. And I think a lot of brands actually go wrong there, that they claim to be something that they aren't. And it doesn't mean you need to be boring or non-engaging, but you should be very clear about the position you have in people's lives. And the position we have in people's lives is, you know what, we're the best at just getting it out of the way, book that kind of great place, and one, two, three, you're done. And that's the reason we're also using Booking.com, Booking.yeah, because yeah is that kind of positive feeling of, hey, it's out of the way. I read an interview with CEO Glenn Fogel in the FT, actually, talking about AI and how the company is preparing for the AI era. And he said something along the lines of AI can take the friction out of holiday planning. I'm wondering if that's a focus for you from the marketing seat that you're in? Generative AI clearly has many aspects. Huh? So, and Glenn is really talking about the traveler experience, really making sure we take the friction out of everything and that we more or less are able to predict much better what your next step would be based on, you know, on those models. I do think that in marketing specifically, there is probably also a huge productivity opportunity by using generative AI, be it in how we do our performance marketing, but also how we develop our creatives. Um, we're experimenting with AI-generated videos that we're putting out on, on, on YouTube that are very tailored to very specific searches that people are doing on, on YouTube. I really focus with my team also on that kind of productivity side of it. Huh? Can we really make... Again, every dollar work a little bit harder using smart technology. Are there any other emerging technologies or trends? Uh, I mean, one thought was the focus on sustainability, for instance, that will have an impact on future omnichannel marketing efforts. The interesting thing is that as any company in the world, and especially a company in travel, sustainability is clearly something you have to just obsess about. It's something that is really important. And I talk a lot about purpose. Huh? What is the purpose of, of our company? What is the purpose in, in our marketing? And I really see sustainability as kind of kind of foundational. You would expect from any reputable company to really care about this and that we each contribute to uh, helping improve sustainability in the, in the world. And that's it for the current podcast. We'll be back next week with Barbara Shipley, the Senior Vice President of Brand Integration at AARP. The current podcast is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Loving Caliber. The current podcast team includes Chris Brooklier and Kat Vessie. And remember... One key thing I really care about is truth-telling, that as a brand you tell the truth about yourself. And I think a lot of brands actually go wrong there, that they claim to be something that they aren't. And it doesn't mean you need to be boring or non-engaging, but you should be very clear about the position you have in people's lives. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, tune into our other podcast, The Current Report, as we round up the week's biggest marketing headlines from across the open internet. I'm Damien, and I'll see you next time.